Alright, welcome once again to the Film Ironic Podcast. We're going old school tonight. TJ and Awesome. Yes, I'm here too. Hi. Yes. We used to have a, a thing where we, we talked about wrestling all the time. We did. That was all we talked about. That was the only thing that we talked about. So we're doing that. <laughs> we're doing that again. We're yes. talking about wrestling. Now, we're watching wrestling. We're talking about wrestling. Yes. Uh, it's better now that we don't only talk about wrestling. Yes. But wrestling is like, it's still a big thing. It's still it's a thing. Like, we've been, I think we've, we've both been fans since we were kids. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I still remember... Do you remember the first match, like, the match that made you a fan of wrestling? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Uh, it was Halloween Havoc, I want to say 97. Okay. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Absolute classic match. It was the opening match. It's the one where uh, Rey Mysterio has the, um, the all-purple body gear on. Okay. And I can, I can even tell you the move that cemented <laughs> my fandom of wrestling. Uh, Rey Mysterio got up on the top rope and did a backflip into a reverse DDT That's on crazy. Eddie Guerrero. It was the most fluid, like, no wasted motion. It looked okay. so impactful. And so, like, he dropped Eddie. Like a sack of potatoes yeah. on that move. It was, and from then on, I was just like, that was the coolest thing. Win. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yes, it is. We'll we'll get to it. Um, it. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It is still every time I see it, the coolest thing ever. And that's why I haven't seen that. It's yes. If, if you've got the network on Peacock, you can. Oh God! I know. I know. Um, but yes, go back and watch it. Halloween okay. Havoc 97. Um, Halloween Havoc 97. I didn't see it live because, you know, I was... I mean, you were... You were you I was were a kid. Baby. Yeah, I, I didn't order it. Well, you were a baby. You were 12, yeah. I think. Yeah, I was uh, oh. some indeterminate age that I'm not going to mention because this is on the internet and that people remember it. nasty. Okay. Yeah. So, what we have to talk about, we're here tonight, we're going to talk about AEW Full Gear yes. while we watch... The AEW main event, which is Kenny Omega. Yes. Versus Hangman Adam Page. So we're giving you an alternate commentary. So if yeah. you are watching yeah, AEW Vulgar, if you're watching the main event, we just watched Kenny Omega do a Liger Bomb off the top row. Yes. And it's a springboard Liger Bomb. And That's then now we just hit a Snapdragon Suplex. So there you go. If you want to follow along and keep track with us yes. while we're watching it, that's where we're at in the match. Now, it does need to be pointed out. We've done alternate commentaries in the past. We have. Largely because we don't enjoy the announcers. Like yes. we, we, The first, I think the first ever. The first Women's Royal Rumble. Yes. because It had, the, wanna, un, it had the unfortunate... Uh, honor, yeah, of having Stephanie Man, yes, on commentary for right. the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, yes, and I think we just made the decision to mute it, yeah, and we, we did, did our own commentary. We knew we didn't want to listen to that because we knew she was going to take credit for the entirety of women's wrestling. Like, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but she Stephanie invented. McMahon invented women's wrestling. <laughs> 
Oh boy, that was a, that was that was, that was that nasty. Was, uh, that was, that was a snap, snap suplex right on the yeah. apron. Snapdragon right on the apron. So which... we we did that up because that's not the case. We do. Yes. We we enjoy Excalibur yes. and all his very specific move calls. Yes. Uh, as I'll say in future podcasts, yes. I very much enjoy the nonsense that is Jim Ross. It's amazing how uh, you know what you're going to say in a podcast that has not happened yet. He's a very he's very angry. He's <laughs> yes. such a crotchety old man. Yep. And uh, the the one thing that Ooh. I I didn't like Ooh. Mark Henry on commentary. I thought that oh. was too much. Yeah, he's he's fine in his Chris role Jericho is a... toned down. Chris Jericho did a lot of screaming when he yes. started. Yeah, he doesn't scream so much. Though. He was he was very like, I feel like he was he was channeling announcers like broadcasters from like the the eighties, like when he probably became a wrestling fan. Yeah. He was very much trying to be that kind of announcer, and it's like, dude, it's twenty twenty one, like. We don't really do that anymore. <laughs> like that's not a thing anymore. You don't have to shout. It's fine. so let's so let's talk about now though what we're seeing. We're we're seeing Kenny Omega, right? The best bout machine. Yes. As he's just for oh he's biting now. He is. He, okay. Yes. Here's now I have to I'm gonna stand on a soapbox because I was gonna be very effusive and talk about all the wonderful things that I like about AEW. Yes. But here's one of the few things that I don't like. I don't understand why everyone is biting everyone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, especially Eddie, Eddie Kingston is biting people. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Moxley is biting people. Yep. Um, Minoru Suzuki is biting people. Yep. Uh, Abaddon is biting people. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I just watched Kenny Omega biting a person. Yep. I've seen Darby Allen biting people. Now, uh, Adam Page is biting him. Oh, now Adam right Page is biting him. Yeah. So here's, here's a, stop with the biting. So especially it's, especially in twenty twenty one, like also what is the that's point unhygienic. Of, yes, and what is the point of these two biting each other? Yes. Like I mean okay. we know they don't like each other. Lance Archer's bitten people. Oh, I've seen oh, 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 oh wow. Okay. Jeez. Adam Adam Hangman Page just did like a modified flipping power slam off yeah. the top rope. That was it nuts. was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was, and so here's the thing that I like about these two and why I think they, they work so good together. You know, a lot of times styles clash. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, no AJ Styles pun intended. Right. But these two work so seamlessly together and work so well. Yeah. They can speed it up if they want to. They can slow it down. They each, they complement what the other does so well. And so, and just think about this turnabout, right, that's happening. Before... It was, you got that lagger bomb off the top rope from Omega right. to Hangman, and yep. now you're getting the power slam off the top rope from yep. Hangman to Omega. It's just, they're it's able to have this down. very, like, circuitous match, but right. it's actually very good. Yeah. And not everyone can do that. Right. And they, they really... Also, stop the biting, though. I wasn't yes. done there. No, Ooh. no more biting. That table didn't break, but otherwise... They were out to give it the table. It's okay. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it worked. It worked. It doesn't matter. As they pointed out on uh, on Dynamite the other week, it actually hurts more if the table it doesn't, doesn't break. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. so, yeah. Yeah, and you talk about how, you know, the story between these two guys is they know each other so well, they're former best friends, blah, blah, blah. Like, but that plays out in the match. Both guys 
know what the other is going to try and do. They have their counters kind of pre-planned. They, they kind of know what their strategy needs to be in order to be successful. Um, and so that's, you know, it's not, just a, it's not just a gimmick. It's not just, oh, these two know each other so well. They really wrestle as if they really know what each other is going to do. And, they, and so that really plays up right there where Hangman's about to do that, that flipping lariat, what's he called again? Buckshot. The buckshot. Buckshot. Where he's going to yeah. do the buckshot and Kenny, when it was going to happen, that kind of veteran idea, that veteran mind. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, and we're saying that, like, in character, but in terms of booking a match, in terms of yeah. playing it out, this is very, this match is playing out in a very un-AEW fashion. Where, and I, and I don't mean that as a, as a dig in any way, but a lot of times in these AEW matches, like, think back to... Uh, at the last pay-per-view, the Lucha Brothers and the Yellows. Oh. It was Rip. a spot fest. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of no-selling that's happening. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of, maybe not even, maybe not no-selling, but quick selling. Yes. I think is a better way to put it. They yeah. sell it for like half a second, and then they're on their feet again. transition. Throwing super yeah. kicks. Yeah. Where a match like this, that is so personal, that has so much, that has essentially... Hangman Page has been building up to winning the world title for two years now. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so this is years worth of storytelling, of chase. Yeah. Because uh, if you go back to the beginning, to crown the first heavyweight champion, it was Hangman Page as the babyface yep. going up against Chris Jericho. Yeah. And he, he, he wasn't able to win that. Right. And that started that kind of... I don't know if I can do this kind of narrative. Right. Um, and so it's all built up to this moment right here. So here's, right. The, here's the question. Yeah. Is, does Adam, Hangman Page, Hangman Adam Page, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Does he deserve one? Is this the moment that he should be winning? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people were expecting it to happen at All Out. Um... And then they they delayed it apparently because uh, Adam Page's wife uh, just gave birth. They you know they just had their son, and so he wanted to spend some time at home with them. And so um, you know they kind of called an audible to to buy him a little bit more time. Um, See, even if that well, even if that is the case, though, I I don't know if it was as gun shy as it seems to be. Yeah, because like. What happened with him in the Dark Order in that match where Hangman lost right. his world title? It's built. It built so much more. It allowed right. for that moment but, where he had the surprise return as the Joker. Yes, he won the ladder match, and now he's really he has more than earned the opportunity that he's getting. Oh, that is just the V trigger is just so yeah, nasty. It is, and it doesn't like oh. the Young Bucks. And Adam Cole can do it too, but they do not do it as viciously yeah. as Kenny Omega makes it. Yes. Kenny Omega makes that V trigger seem like it is the most impactful thing yeah. in the world. It's yeah, it's devastating when he does it. And I I think the the way that it played out actually, you know, if they even if they didn't plan it that way, um, it actually played out even better. With him, you know, having that that one last 
crushing defeat before the ultimate push to to you know the success of, of finally winning the title, assuming you know that he's going to win the title here, um, which I think he should. But I I, I do well, like the fact that and it did and it did something for Kenny Omega too. Nothing against Kenny Omega's title reign by any means, but it gave him a chance to fight a guy on the level with the legacy of Christian right. and win, making yeah. his title reign all the more... Yeah, adding that, that one it, more you know extra honor to that, that title reign. And, 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 and not that he hadn't had good matches against good opponents, yeah. but I would say that in terms of, you know, legacy, audience awareness, that yes. most of them weren't really on the level of, of Christian. Sure. So having that marquee bout at arguably the, the, the company's number two. Yeah. I mean, yeah, All Out is definitely... I'd say it's the number two. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... Up there. I mean, the, the thing is, they don't have so many shows that it's hard to really rank them. Yeah. But it is definitely one of the more important ones, for sure. And you talk about not only did it allow them to have... Oh, we laid it right on his head. Yeah, that was... That was a, that was a nasty sequence. Yep. And he gave him a receipt for it, too. He dropped Omega on his head. Um, but not only did it allow Kenny to have that match against Christian, it also kind of facilitated the debut of Adam Cole and uh, Brian Danielson. So, you know, ultimately if if Hangman is going to... That's okay. Yep. Uh-oh. One wing, one wing angel. angel. Oh, oh. He slides out the back and he picks an ult. What? Oh, I love it when they oh. do their moves against each other. But, so now... Yeah, he's not going to I knew he was going to pick out, <laughs> yeah. but here's... Here's what they can't say now. They can't say that nobody's kicked out. Of that's the right. Nobody because that was a yep. whole. That's been a thing. The first one's kicked out. Of first the person to kick, kick out of the one winged angel is yeah. Kenny Omega. <laughs> that's great. First person ever to do it, Kenny Omega, <laughs> kicks out of his own finisher. That's great. Nobody else can be trusted to do it. Oh, buckshot Larry to the back. What I think he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. He wants okay, to so, so, we were talking about, is this, I mean, ostensibly, he's standing outside, he's looking at Matt Jackson, or Nick, I forget who's who. Yeah, I always forget. It looks like he's oh. going to win. He, he, I, one, two, three. He did. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you, I wasn't... 100% sure that he was actually going to win. Yeah. Um, so we had, we had talked about this a little bit, especially given that earlier in the night, Brian Danielson won. Yes. I was a little unsure that Hangman Page would actually win, given now that the next challenger for him, right. ostensibly, is going to be Brian Danielson. Yeah. Uh, Mainly because I'm not quite sure about that pair. Hangman yeah. Page is obviously over. The yes. crowd is the crowd is going crazy. They're really like it's a very emotional moment. We can see. I think that's real emotion we're seeing. I yeah. think Hangman Page isn't acting right now. He no. is legitimately proud to be the face of a company that he's worked so hard. To yeah. help build and grow. Absolutely. Yeah. With that said, now again, this is this this 
could change because they could be holding Brian Danielson off for the next pay-per-view. They could say that that's sure. what this is leading up to. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to have separate feuds while they wait for that moment to happen. Right. But does it make sense for, if even, let's say that's not the case though. Yeah. That on Wednesday's Dynamite, Brian Danielson and Hangman Page are going to come face to face. Right. You're hitting this, your newly crowned heavyweight champion, who is, who's, who's a face, yep. with the uber baby face that is Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And everyone loves Daniel Bryan. Right. The, the, the yes movement is still, yeah. is still alive and kicking, and I would argue that he is a stronger baby face right. than Hangman Page, who is now the world champion. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, like, oh, overall, order, that's nice. yes, I love the Dark Order, I, I'm a fan of the Dark Order, 100%, um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you that a face versus face, I, I don't think they're going to have a long rivalry, I'll say that much, I don't think they're going to be, um, you know, they're really going to put Adam Page versus... Brian Danielson in a long, you know, drawn out feud. Yeah. Because I, 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 I think you're right. I think you would be dividing the audience too much, asking them to choose between two guys that they really like. Yeah. Well, um, and so, and I think the issue is because face versus face can work, especially when it's something that people have really been clamoring to see. Yeah. I don't know that anyone's really been clamoring to see Brian Danielson. Versus Hangman Page. Sure. Not that I don't think everyone assumes that it would be great and amazing and fantastic, which yeah. I'm sure it will be. It's just, you won't, in, in, in my opinion, and I think in my opinion of being a fan, of understanding wrestling story, knowing how this works, sure. you want your freshly crowned face champion to have, to look as strong as possible. Sure. I don't think that Brian Danielson, in, in a wrestling ring, yes, but I'm talking as far as our initial reactions and, like, the pop that he's going to get coming out. Yeah. I don't think it's going to beat what Brian Danielson has. So then just the immediate viability of him as champion, I guess, is somewhat suspect. Yeah. Because I, he, he's going to appear... Not on the level of the guy who is the, his next challenger. Sure. I, I would argue, though, just to kind of, like, bring it back to, you know, um, what you want in the first challenger. Um, and the first, not even really feud, but, like, the first thing that you see with your your brand new champion mm -hmm. is him facing arguably the best wrestler on the planet right now. That's going to make him, you know, assuming Adam Page beats Brian Danielson, that's going to make him even that much more legit than he already is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, probably what ends up happening, because, you know, it's a, a babyface versus babyface match, it's probably going to end with, you know, a handshake and a show of respect and, you know, all of that. Which is absolutely what you want with your brand new champion. You absolutely want, uh, you know, Brian Danielson putting him over and, you know, establishing that this guy 
is legit and can win against the absolute best in the world. Well, so that, um, and that brings that begs this other question, right? Is this the right moment for Daniel Bryan to lose? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's still he's he is Daniel Bryan, but he's still new to the company. Yes, he's. And he's not that he's cutting his teeth by any means because he's absolutely not. Right. But you're still, you're, he's not WWE Daniel Bryan. He's, a, right. he's the American Dragon, Bryan Danielson. What yes. does that mean in 2021? How's it going to be different? Is losing now, losing a match, in such a high profile match, Right. what does that do for Bryan Danielson? Sure. I, and you, I mean, you're correct that, you know, he is technically undefeated. His match against Kenny Omega ended in a draw, so he's, you know, whatever, however many matches, 0 and 1, you know, so he's not, it's, he hasn't, it would be his first loss. Um, but I think, you know, you talk about with anybody who comes in high profile into the company, you want their first loss to feel meaningful. And I think if, Brian Danielson's first loss is to your brand new uber babyface champion. You know, it, yeah, you may say you know he hasn't been here long enough to have his first loss, but if that's you know if you look at the first time that he loses, and that's the only loss he has for a, a significant period of time, I think every time you see his record on television, and it's you know. Four and one, you know, six and one, eight and one. Every time you see that one, you're gonna remember. Hey, who he lose to? Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's the whole page. it's the whole Brock Lesnar Undertaker thing. I'm right. one and twenty one and one. Right. It's that on a, a you know a smaller like a smaller scale. scale on a with lower you know stakes stakes to it, but still it it would be. It'd be more mean, you know, for instance, you know, people were talking about, um, you know, would uh, Eddie Kingston be the first person to beat CM Punk? You know, they, they made this whole storyline about how Eddie Kingston has suffered with mental illness and, you know, wouldn't it be meaningful for him to, to beat CM Punk? Okay, so let's, let's just, that's interrupt you, but let's take, let's, let's take a beat and let's talk about CM Punk for just one minute. Sure. Because I think there's something that's important to mention. So... Like the main event's over, we started the pay per view over. We're 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 yeah. we, we're, we're we're in the we MJF now. Re rewound all the way back to the beginning. So yeah. our alternate commentary on the main event is over now. Yes. In, in case you were wondering, Hangman yeah. Adam Page, new AEW World Champion. But if you want to continue to follow along as we're as we talk about full gear and react to what's happening in the show, yeah. Um, the match, the bell just rang between Darby Allen and MJF. Yeah. And Darby, Darby did the whole come here, come get something, the whole, the whole rock shtick, and they're they're squaring off. And now they've locked. Oh well, they're about to lock up. He pushed him in the face. Yeah. But that's where we're at now. If you want to follow along, the show just started, or the match yeah. just started. Match just started. You can find that space. But let's talk about CM Punk for just a second. Yes. I. As you, as you well know, as I as I often preach, CM Punk is my absolute favorite. Yeah. See, and this I I am not a pipe bomb convert. Mm -hmm. I 
I loved CM Punk. I thought he was fantastic. The moment I saw him on ECW, yes, because he was different. He could t he could talk. His charisma, the way he wrestled, was so different from everyone else. I I was really taken. So yeah. he be I wouldn't say he became my favorite right away, but he definitely was up there, and it didn't take long for him to become. Uh, I would say probably by the time he won his first world title when he cashed in, the yeah. whole the whole back to back money in the bank thing, yeah, is when he became my favorite. Yeah. Now, in AEW, he's been doing essentially the same thing since he debuted. Sure. Now that's not necessarily bad, but mm -hmm. it is getting a little. Tires. Yeah, it's definitely, like, I feel like we are ready for, and if you've read any of my reviews on filmironic.com, have a cheap, cheap plug. Chair shots with film. Chair shots, shots we with film. Weekly AEW Dynamite reviews. That's right. Um, so, if, if you've read any of those, you'll know I've, I've kind of said, um, I feel like, the, the, the promos and everything, the like, hey, I'm sure glad to be here, it's so nice to be back in wrestling and stuff, that's all fine and good, but I, I have been kind of saying, you know, it'd be nice if we, if we got a little bit more variety, and I'm, I'm glad, at least from his in-ring stuff, that it's been, you know, there's been good variety there, because um, every single one of his matches has felt completely different. Yeah, but, uh, the, the, the promos and stuff, that definitely could use a little bit of, and just his, his kind of presentation, I guess, could use a little bit more variety. Um, and so I, and I think, so I think what's made this Eddie Kingston feud catch fire the way it has, is that it's lasted a little bit longer so sure. far. It's it was it's been able to go to stretch over a few weeks. Yeah. Right. Whereas his other feuds, with the exception of Darby Allen, where he right. came out and he called out Darby Allen, but they never really, they didn't really clash with one another. They just kind of, they just kind of were there with one another, and they were having a gentleman's contest. Yes. Right. Yeah, CM Punk hasn't had the kind of vitriolic feud right. that really pushes him to do good things, to do, to cut great promos. Mm -hmm. He need, I think it's time he's cut his teeth in the company. He's had a chance to establish himself, to wrestle a few people. I think he needs to have a more sustained program with someone sure. in order to really develop his character. After having been gone for so long. Right. It, it's been a lot of, like, somebody pops up on, you know, Dynamite, he fights him on Rampage. Or somebody pops up on Rampage, he fights him on Dynamite. Or somebody's on Dynamite, he fights him the next Dynamite. You know, like it's the, been a lot of, The like, initial impetus for the CM Punk Eddie Kingston thing was very silly. Yes. It, 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 it was... It, it made CM Punk actually look kind of small, I felt. Yeah. You interrupted me. How dare you interrupt me? Right. It, okay. it, I think we're, we're fucking adults here. I wasted my F-bomb. You did. I didn't. It's, it's already uh, over. It's alright. Um, but it's like, we're adults, okay? Yeah. Stop being a baby. Someone who's... He... 
just lost a very important match. You're not yeah. stupid. Right. So give the dude a break. Yeah. But it, I, didn't, it, made, it made CM Punk look very small-minded and very weak for the frustration that he was having. Yeah, and I think that was why a lot of people had the kind of theory that this might be where CM Punk turns heel. Because it did feel like a petty grievance to launch this very, like... That was an ugly call. Yeah. He... Oh. Yeah. I, I hate it when they do, like, on the apron like that. Yes. Like, I remember... Yeah. So, I don't watch <laughs> WWE near as much as we used to. I don't think you no, do either. No, I don't. We have very... We both used to be very WWE diehards, I think is a good yes. way to put it. But... Particularly with the COVID restrictions and the lack of the audience, yeah. a lot of the flaws in WWE became much more apparent to the point that I didn't really want to watch them. Right. And now WWE just, I mean, for me as a fan, has become the same old thing and it's not giving me anything new and it's pushing the same stories and the same people. Right. down my throat, and it's not lifting up anyone new. E I mean, even if you say that, well, they just made Big E the, the WWE champion. Right. How long has Big E been there for? Yeah. He's been there for like a decade. Yeah. And I think even if you go back and listen to, you know, old episodes of the TJ and Awesome show, um, we we tried. We like, They exist on SoundCloud. They do. Go back and listen to them on SoundCloud. Anyway, um, we tried to be, you know, we tried to balance it out. We tried, we tried to, you know, not be relentlessly negative. But you can hear in some of those old episodes, you know, we had some negative things to say. We've had some negative things to say it's about WWE for a while. It is more negative than it is positive. Right. And it's, I think that's, I, I mean, as, as far as for me, I've made the switch to, I feel, the more prominent pro wrestling company. And I don't care... How often that the WWE and the people that it's not pro wrestling, it's sports entertainment. Well, I got news for you, Chief. It's pro wrestling, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you are putting two people ostensibly in the middle of the ring, and right. they are grappling with each other. Right. That is wrestling. Yeah. It's not sports entertainment. It's wrestling. Now you might not like that because you have. I think the goal has always been to trans transfer over into other kinds of media right. and build other things. But let me ask, how's the XFL been going? Right. How's the World Bodybuilding Federation? Or WWE Studios? How's right. that going? Yeah, exactly. And you know, even if they even if they want to say, well it's not pro wrestling, it's sports entertainment, you still have to appeal to wrestling fans, you know, you, like, I feel like WWE at times is like, we're world wrestling entertainment. And it's like, yeah, but what's that second word? We're wrestling entertainment. Entertainment. No, no, no. You still have to appeal to wrestling fans, and if we don't like sports entertainment as much as we like professional wrestling, you can say it's a different thing all you want, but that doesn't change. What is it? What's that? What I, appeals to me? It's what that I like. that Jr. would say, even put a lipstick on a pig, but it doesn't make it not a pig. Right. And, and so, so that's a solid. That's, that's, that's a, a, a good Jr. Is 
I don't know if now I said I don't know if Jr. said it or if that's just like a folksy southern. I mean, it is, but it sounds like a thing that Jr. would say. It's both. I'm I'm sure I have heard Jr. Someone someone will say Jr. never said that, but then people are going to find those YouTube clips. If anyone can find a YouTube clip of Jr. saying that, hey, be greatly appreciated. I know we don't do this, but if I can give our audience a bit of a homework assignment, (laughs) um. Not only do I want you to find clips of JR saying something about putting lipstick on a pig, I want you to take as many clips as you can find and make a super cut uh-huh. and send them to us. Lipstick like 45 minutes of JR saying lipstick on a pig. And I don't mean find one clip and repeat it for 45 minutes, okay? <laughs> find different instances yeah. of him saying that. Let's turn and it into put a them together song. As much as. Do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so one person, one person that's your homework is to make that super cut. Another person, or as many other people as want to, as soon as somebody posts the super cut, techno remix. <laughs> All of you, you guys can do as many remixes as you want of that super cut of him saying, but I just, I want one person to find as many as you can, put them all together, and then as many other people as want to, you can make as many techno remixes as you like, okay? How about that? So here's what happened. I don't know how we got here to yeah. this point. I I I don't remember the, the 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 logic train that brought us to let's shit on WWE <laughs> for ten minutes. Which well I could spend a lot more time yeah. dumping on the WWE. Uh like I think the last WWE thing that I that I legit watched was Crown Jewel. And, okay. I, and I and I make a habit. I don't much care for those, but they yeah. they built that up very well. And I, I really yeah. wanted to see Bob Lashley. I, by the way, I'm going to point out. I don't like Bobby Lashley. Right. He's Bob Lashley. He's um, never been Robert Lashley. No. He's never gotten to that level. No, he's not Robert. But he's but he he's can, Bob Lashley. He can pull off a Bob. Come on, Bob. Yes. That's the best thing. Yes. I can say Bob when Rusev was there. He, he wouldn't yes. call him Bobby. He called him Bob. Bob, yes. Yeah, so I'm not going to call it Miro, as Bruce said, for those who might not know. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, I don't know why, then you shouldn't know. Right. But uh, in WWE, I'm going to refer to him as Bruce said. Because yes, so that's what he was. Bruce called him Bob, and the minute he said Bob Lashley, I'm like, I don't know why everyone's not calling him. Right. Bob. So That's a thing, then. But the Correct. story between Goldberg and Bob Lashley, it yes. was well told, even if it was kind of nonsensical. Uh, sure. Because I don't know if you like Goldberg's kid like jumped on the Bob Lashley, yes. and then Bob Lashley and he put reacted. It yeah, and then you could go back and what Bob was like, oh, I'm choking a 16 year old kid, and he right. let him go. And he let go immediately. So and oh hey, so Goldberg was all oh, not see MJF is biting. It's a thing that you definitely like, and we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> Let's talk about how much you like people biting each other. Anyway. No, no I'm, I'm with you. I, I heard that Crown Jewel was good. I just I yes, can't I enjoyed Goldberg. I and I think I, I think the wrestling audience as a whole needs to like lay off Goldberg a little bit. Yeah, like I think we need to stop getting mad that he exists, right? And just be happy for the little that was oh. an amazing. Oh and my he gosh. did this weird like Alabama slur where he kind of like MJF had 
had Darby on his back, he'd been kind of like a reverse Alabama slam. Yeah, he was going for but a sunset kind of like flip. Popped him up and he spun him around and then he power bombed him. Power bombed him, yeah. That move was, that was amazing nuts. on both parts. Yeah. Uh, that's something Goldberg could never do. Right. Not in his wildest move. Neither part. Not in 1998. <laughs> It's, important, it's important to point out he couldn't do the Darby Allen part where he went for the sunset flip, no. but he probably also couldn't do the MJF part where he flipped him over and powerbombed him. Like, See, but here's the thing, and here's I, I'm, I'm going to be on this Goldberg soapbox for about thirty more seconds. I get very frustrated at Goldberg getting booed and people yeah. getting angry that Goldberg's being there. Is that Goldberg's taking someone's spot? Right. You know what? No, he's not. Yeah. He's not taking anyone's spot. What Goldberg is doing is bringing eyes to the product. He is a known commodity. Sure. He is a big name. Uh, and WWE is in short supply of those. Sure. So it's not like if he wasn't there that they would have slid Dolph Ziggler into Goldberg's slot at Crown Jewel. Right. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, Goldberg does what Goldberg does. Goldberg can still do it well, and instead of constantly complaining, look at was like, hey, that's cool that he's here. Can you can you spear somebody and say who's next? Because I remember in 1998, I loved it when you did that. That's true. And then he'll spear someone and he'll say who's next, and it feels for a second like it's 1998, and yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, I would I would say he doesn't need any more world title shots. No. World, world title reigns for sure, but I don't resent him just for being there. No. Um, but I, I, I agree. I don't think that he needs to be in world title pictures. Yeah, let him come back and just do the thing. Uh, to this day, my favorite thing that he's done. In, okay, my favorite thing was when he beat Brock Lesnar the first time. Yes, because nobody saw that shit coming. Yeah, but then when he beat uh, when Dolph Ziggler. Yes. Uh, had a program with him where all he did for like two months is come out and just talk trash about Goldberg. Yeah. And then they schedule a match. And the whole thing was like, we don't know if Goldberg's yep. going to be here. Like, we, yeah. nope, he hasn't said anything. Right. Dolph says he has this match. Yeah. We're going to let him go out. but we. And then Goldberg came out. What happened? He said, Bleh! He yeah. speared him. Jackhammer. One, yep. two, three. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if you hadn't brought it up, I was going to because yeah, that's the, that's my favorite Goldberg is when he's feuding against somebody who you know. I mean, in twenty twenty one, what all we all we really want or need from Goldberg is something we haven't seen before, right? Yeah, that's like, it. like face somebody we haven't seen you face before. It doesn't have to be the world champion. Oh my gosh, that's why, and that's why I really like the pairing with Bob Lashley. Yeah. But all that aside, right. we're talking about AEW. We're not talking about WWE. Yes. We're talking about AEW. Soapbox done. Leave Goldberg alone. WWE sucks. Watch AEW. Yes. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I'm not rooting against... Even though I'm not watching WWE currently, I'm not rooting against them. I want them to be successful. I want them to get better. I want them to do things like putting the world title on Big E. That is the kind of thing... That is going to make me more likely to watch them. And that's the thing. I want to watch it. But right. three hours of Raw is just way it's too rough. much of an ask. Yeah. And it's not all... And most of it's not very good. Right. Whereas I watch 
Dynamite and I watch Rampage, which is three yeah. hours together. Exactly. And they're and it's a better three hours. It it's is. an easier three hours to get through than one episode of Raw. The 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 act the the stories generally are better, with the exception of Roman Reigns. But that's that's, yeah. that's part of the WWE problem is that if it's not Roman Reigns, it doesn't right. matter. If it's not the main event program, it's it, you know it doesn't get much care and attention. But whereas, that's not the case. Let's yeah. look at this far. Darby Allen and MJF have been feuding for over a month. They've had yep. several segments. Yep. They've had this has been built yes. with week in and week out. The same with uh, Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle versus America's Top Team. Right. Regardless of whether I think it's a great idea to have those MMA guys there, right. that story has been building. It's received time. It's received attention yes. repeatedly and. Point, name any. I'm not sure why they're rolling around the they ring. Doing the whole, dig it. They're doing the whole. I'm pinning you. No, I'm pinning you. No, I'm pinning you. And then they just. I'd also like to point out. I don't think Goldberg could have done that. Yeah, that's fair. Not even in his prime. I don't think. Um, but yeah, I, I think the thing with AEW is they do. They're capable of paying attention to more than one significant feud at a time and yeah I, I, and I think the other thing that I like is in building those feuds it isn't just rematch after rematch after rematch after rematch so that by the time you get to the, the pay-per-view it's like well we've seen these guys wrestle six times already and, and like you know, why is this one more important than the others and, and so and let's, and let's take just MJF and Darby Allen just for a moment they haven't wrestled yet. Right. They haven't put them together. Right. Uh, like, They've MJF came off of a, he had a, he had a weird pseudo program with Brian Pillman Jr. for some reason. Right. Uh, which I think was just a way to give him a win after having lost. Yeah. This you, year. I mean, when, when AEW does this whole thing. I lost to this old blonde guy, so I'm going to go beat this younger blonde guy. Right. And, and I think when AEW does the whole, you know, wins oh. and losses matter. Yeah. You do have to find a way, especially with heels, you do have to find a way to get them wins. Otherwise, their record when they come out is going to be, you know, 6 and 27. And it's like, oh, oh, dark and elevation exists. Right. Wardlow apparently has like a 14 and 8 record. And I've only seen him wrestle yes. in two matches on that. Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah. He, and and it's why also the, uh, the gun club, or as Danhausen. Uh, Chris and them, Billy Ass and the Ass Boys, which is the best name ever. Um, they're they're undefeated. I don't know if I don't know if you know this about Billy Man or not. Yeah, uh, he, he's an ass man. I've heard this. Are you I've sure? Heard. You've heard. He's an ass man. <laughs> that is just the yep. worst. Like, how did that even get through? Even in the Attitude yeah. Era. Yep. How did they think that was a good plan? I, I still remember the the all-time greatest wrestling video game of all time, No Mercy. His name in that game is Mr. Ass. Yeah. Like, it is not, like... It's not Billy Gunn. It's not Billy Gunn. If you, if you tuned into Monday Night Raw and saw Billy Gunn and went to play that game and was like, where's Billy Gunn? 
You'd never find him. It's Mr. Ass. That's yeah. his name. That is unfortunate. Oh, look at Sting just Sting. going to town with a chair on the chairman. Yes. When we spoke Wardlow's name, it's like we summoned yes. a spirit of mediocrity. Well, we had to know he was going to be there somehow in this match. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's how uh, the, the gun club, or Billy Ass and the Ass Boys, uh, are undefeated as a trio. And any version of their tag team, you know, there's there's three of them. Um, any combination uh, of their t- of their uh, of the three of them as a tag team are undefeated, and yet they're not. They they've occasionally been in the top five of the tag teams, um, but they don't really get there because all their wins are on dark and elevation. Like you never really see them on TV. Um, but technically, they yeah, had a really good record. They had a record. They had a skit. They had like a backstage segment like three weeks ago. I think it was on Rampage. Yeah. Where they said exactly what you're saying. Exactly. Yep. And they haven't been seen since. <laughs> yes. Yep. And and that's the thing. So so MJF has to have you know feuds where he wins to you know to keep him built up and to keep him. But yeah, a good record. And, and but, and, but that's good. What the feud that mattered for him, they didn't put him in match after match after match. Right. That's I think that's one of the biggest differences that they're not wearing out the crowd with yeah. the same match over and over again. They're allowing the stories develop to develop cohesively and naturally. They're not forcing it to go into any particular direction, even if Tony Khan and the group has a direction they want it to go with. Obviously, right here, MJF just won, I believe, by using brass knuckles that yes. he then hid in his tights. Yes. Uh, after the referee had his back turned, disposing of the skateboard that yes. MJF had brought into their very good heel stuff. Yeah, and this brilliant plan here. MJF brings the skateboard into the ring, gives it to Darby Allen, and says, Hit me with it. If you do, you'll get disqualified and I'll win. But if you don't, if you refuse, like the good little boy that you are, I'll just let, wait till the ref's back is turned, and I'll hit you with that loaded fist, and I'll win the match that way. Like, one way or the other, MJF was going to win that match, uh, whether it was getting Darby disqualified with the skateboard or cheating behind the ref's back. Uh, he had a plan for it, so... So, TJ, with the end of this match now, yeah. I'm going to say that our... Alternate commentary has come to its end. Yes. But before we say goodbye to the world, tell me, from your reckoning, what was the best part of Full Gear? Um, what was your favorite moment? I mean, it's it's got to be, you know, it's it's cheesy and trite and everybody's going to say, well, of course that would be your... Adam Page winning the, the world title. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. That's the best moment. Like, I'm they, they paid off... The longest running storyline in the company in grand fashion with a, a, an absolute five-star match. And the, the finish was fantastic, you know? You had the Young Bucks coming out there. You think maybe they're going to get involved. and They do the honorable they, thing. Right. They do the right thing and they, they, they leave it alone, let the match have a clean finish. Adam Page hits two buckshot lariats to win the title. I, I, that was that was the the best moment of the night, and there were lots of great moments. Um, but that that was my favorite. And so I, I, I'll give you that. That's a, for me. I think the most satisfying moment of the night 
And I would argue the match of the night was Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Yeah. It was it was vicious, it was angry, but you could you could see kind of like the emotion on both of them particularly. Yeah. Eddie Kingston is so good with his facials yes. and telling like that physical story of the match. Uh I thought it ended in kind of like an awkward fashion. Kind but of. it wasn't it was it wasn't bad by any means. Yeah. And I I think it just it could lead to this longer storyline that we were talking about right. for CM Punk. Yeah. It could continue on. I don't know if I think it should. Right. Uh, because uh, I don't think I think it will lead down a more like negative heelish path for CM Punk, and I don't think yeah. that's the right choice. But for my money, the thing that I enjoyed the most yep. was the story that had been built up between Punk and Kingston. It really it it flourished, and it, they got a chance to play it out and really yeah. pay off. Even if it was a much shorter lived feud yeah. than Paige and Omega, right? I just think it was a little bit more impactful. Yeah, and for leading into that one hard hitting, tough, you know, again letting CM Punk do something that he hasn't really done up to this point in the company, you know, a very different match than he's had before. Yeah. Um, I think that was, uh, that they executed that really, really well. I agree. Um, and, yeah, I, I think hopefully coming out of this, whether it's with Kingston or somebody else, um, I my hope is we see a nice long-burning feud uh, for CM Punk that to really kind of sink his teeth into it and, you know, do a little bit more that he hasn't done necessarily with the, the promo work and that, kind of longer, um, like, more sustained animosity with somebody. I agree. I agree. I, I, hopefully, whether it's Eddie Kingston or someone else, hopefully that's what we'll see next. I agree. Well, with that, for uh, the Film Ironic Podcast, for myself, my partner, TJ, thank you all for joining us. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at Film Ironic. You can uh, go to our webpage, filmironic.com. You can check out all our podcasts all our reviews, all our features, all our content is there. Stay on top of everything. Good night, folks. Good night.